everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. I'm your host, Heather, and we are back again, continuing on our journey to learn more about aesthetics. Last week, we talked about the cancellation policy, and ironically, I'm glad that I did this episode because I've had a couple people uh, that could have really benefited from listening to this episode. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Real talk. I had a client that canceled her appointment the day before, and it wasn't even with me. It was with somebody that was in my facility, and and it was for a reason. It was for a legitimate reason, and she did not understand why she had to pay the cancellation fee. And so I, I don't know if this is good etiquette or not, but I was like, you know what? You should listen to uh, the podcast episode that I just released this week because this is an example of why I do this. And, um, and I don't know, she didn't really take that well. So I don't know if that was a good approach to take with her. Um, so I don't know if I could recommend that you guys do that. If you're in that situation, it's probably not a good idea. Maybe the timing wasn't right. It could have been too soon for you to be like, oh, by the way, while you're angry about paying this fee, here's here's an episode for you to listen to to help you to cope with it better. It didn't work out well, but for you guys out there, maybe you'll have a different story. But anyway, so we talked about the cancellation policy last week, and now we're going to talk about getting into aesthetics and just some good like etiquette and housekeeping for those that are interested in the industry. Before we do that, before we do that, in honor of the Christmas season, I just wanted to really quickly help out my fellas. This is going to be a random ADD episode, no lie, but just for the guys out there that are curious what to get for your significant other, I had a guy come in who, um, God bless him, he came into the med spa and he wanted to get his wife something, but he didn't know what to get her. And he also did not... <laughs> know how much to do. So I just wanted to direct that a little bit before we get into what we're going to talk about today. So if you are a gentleman or ladies, if you have a gentleman and you want to gently give him the hint to come into the med spa to buy something for you in this area, um, just tell him this is the easiest, quickest gift guide that you'll ever need. $500. $500 on a gift certificate can get you very far. If it ends up being more than that, then just tell him like, hey, thank you for this. Just so you know, I might need more. And if he's a good gentleman, he's going to be like, say less. You just tell them to call me and let me know how much more. And then I'll try to be kind on the other end of that. So that's the gift guide. I was going to do a whole episode on gift guides and there is no point because gift certificates the end all be all. It's like the best gift ever, especially when it's for a med spa. So that's my uh, 2022 gift guide for you. Now, moving forward, let's talk about getting into the med spa industry. I have a lot of people that message me asking my advice for getting in the industry. And while I would love to answer every single message that I get about that, I would run out of time and energy and bandwidth if I did. So I want to talk about that today because I feel like this information is so general that it can be used for literally anybody thinking about getting into the industry. So number one, 
if you're thinking about getting in the industry, what I want you to ask yourself, two things. Why do you want to get into this industry? And number two, are you artistic? Number one, I want to know the why, because there's a lot of misconceptions about our industry. It looks fun. It looks easy. It looks cush. It looks however it looks. It is fun. I'm not going to lie to you. I really do enjoy my job. I have fun with it. I'm very passionate about it. But I want you to ask yourself why first, because if the answer is it looks easy or I want to make a lot of money, then you probably should not get into the industry. And I'll explain why. If you're getting into the industry because it looks easy, you're going to be very disappointed to find out that it's actually one of the most difficult positions that you can be in. Why is it difficult? Because you are in a situation where you're dealing with people that may have, you know, a little bit more on the income scale, maybe a little bit higher up, but you're dealing with their faces and their bodies to some aspect, but mostly you're dealing with their face and you can imagine the pressure that is on your shoulders knowing that you're dealing with somebody's face Uh, because not only do you have to put yourself in their shoes to see what they want addressed, you also have to be able to objectively look at their face and try to find a happy balance of what what do they want and what do I see and how can I achieve something that's going to be pleasant for both of us. And that's hard to do. That Honestly, that's why, I mean, for a plethora of other reasons, but that's one of the reasons why I never got into, like, I could never do hair. I give mad props to the people that could do hair. Personally, I gave up on that dream when I was like 10. Uh, Real quick, a rabbit hole story, but a friend came over to my house um, around 10. And it was around that time that Jennifer Aniston came in rocking that layered cut look. And so I had the bright idea to be like, hey, do you want me to give you a haircut? And unfortunately, she said yes. Her mom was gone. My dad was gone. That's the, you know, epitome of my childhood. But we were free to do what we wanted. And there were scissors. Like, the combination of things that were there that could go wrong, they were all in the same place. So, unfortunately, I grabbed the scissors. I don't know what I was thinking at that time. But when I tell you that I messed up her hair I like astronomically tragically she probably has PTSD to this day because of what I caused back then if you're listening I'm so sorry you're probably not listening you probably see my name you're like (laughs) triggered I cut her hair and it looked like a staircase to hell like the haircut was terrible so that is why (laughs) I am not a hairdresser. That's where it started. So going back, you know, you have to take that into consideration that you're not just starting an IV. You're not just helping people who are sick. You are in the business of trying to instill confidence, which 
mainly derives from the inside, but the outside reflects that. And that's a that's a big weight on your shoulders. And I'm not trying to scare people. I want to get people into this in- industry. The more, the better. Um, but I think if you come prepared knowing that, that that's what you're going into, that that will help prepare you better. Um, the second question, are you artistic? It's kind of a random question. I get that. The reason why I ask that is because, you know, our two most popular treatments are Botox and filler. Botox is math. That is your analytical type personality. You look at somebody, you assess their face, you see their muscle movement, and then you then decide how much Botox to put into the muscles. There is a pattern that you follow, but it, it doesn't really it doesn't really change based on artistics and you know facial anatomy. It can, let me backtrack, it can depend on facial anatomy, but you're not really having to use your creative side when you're assessing and then executing those treatments. Filler, on the other hand, is very artistic. If you can imagine, a filler is a gel and we are using it to restore lost volume, but we're also using it to augment certain things like the lips, the jawline, the nose, your cheeks. All of those things require an artistic eye for you to execute them well. So, that is why I asked that question. And you don't have to be like Picasso, but you do have to see things creatively because when you're training, we're going to teach you how to do these things safely um, because it, it can be dangerous. And I'm going to touch on that too. Again, not to scare you. I just want you to be well-informed and prepared. But, um, but in the training, we teach you how to do these things, but not everybody is going to be by the textbook on how you execute the treatment. You're going to have to adjust how you practice based on what you see. And you're going to have to adjust your practice based on what the client sees. And sometimes you're going to have to go a little bit more subtle. Sometimes you're going to have to go a little bit more drastic depending on the presentation of their face. And that's where the artistic side really comes in handy. And I've asked this from prospective um, injectors before. You could be creative in different areas. Like I've had interior designers decide that they wanted to be injectors. And I've had, you know, just other people that have had creative eyes in different arenas. It doesn't have to be that you just sit down and you can draw and, you know, paint or whatever artistic side you have. It could be really anything. But you just want to be real with yourself and ask yourself if you're creative. If you're not, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. That just means that you're going to have to work a little bit harder to understand those concepts. So those are the two first questions that I ask whenever people tell me that they're interested in becoming an injector. Once you get through those two questions, let's say you have a good why. And a good why, in my opinion, is... I'm really passionate about instilling confidence and helping others to feel and look more beautiful. That's a good reason. Um, Then we move on to the next thing, which is then the training, right? So when you're looking at different training courses, I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and they're like, tell me what class I can take to be certified. Unfortunately, in Texas, there is no certification process. What that means is there are a ton of different training programs out there. And what that means is you really have to be careful 
which training program you decide to do because you're going to take a two-day course and then you're on your own because there's no certification process. And in Texas, literally anybody can inject it. It's important for the client to know this as well because they are going to have to do a lot of advocating for their own healthcare in this regard. You have to make sure that you're going to the right injector because anybody can do this. So backgrounds are very, very important when you're looking into that clients. Um, but prospective injectors, um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a task to find the right training program. And while I would love to have the answer for that, there's so many out there that I don't even really know which one is the best. You just have to take the time to do the research, read the reviews and decide on your own, which one is going to be the best fit for you based on your learning style and based on your background as well. Uh, one of the one of the things that you can look at, uh, this might be a little bit trickier to find, but if you look into getting a position as an entry-level injector, a lot of times that employer will fund your training because they can get it at a close to nothing cost through their reps that work for the manufacturers of like Botox or filler. So that's always an option if you're not ready to drop a lot of money, because that's the other part of this is you have to pay to play and it's not cheap. So training is definitely something that you want to invest some time and research in to find out and make sure that you're using the correct one because there is no certification process. And just don't let me go down that rabbit hole with you because I have a lot to say about that. Um, you know, but I'm just one voice. So that that's number one. What I tend to tell people to do first is to shadow somebody in the industry so that they can see what it looks like in the day of. Now, the kicker, and this has been an argument for a lot of people, should you, as an injector that's experienced, let somebody shadow you for free? I think the answer is no. Um, and I know a lot of people have plenty to say about that, but you know, when we're in school, when we're in nursing school, whether it's to get our RN or our nurse practitioner, we have to go through clinical rotations where our preceptor, uh, allows us to shadow them and work with them. And that is expected to be free. I think that that should be free because they are, agreeing to precept you as a requirement for your school. After school, when you're looking at getting into other specialized areas, I do think that you're going to have to invest in some shadow opportunities because it's it's elected. I mean, it's a specialized industry. So, you know, while I would love to give it for free myself, it takes a lot of work to have somebody shadow you and, you know, make sure that your clients are okay with the shadowing and you allot extra time to answer questions as you're going. So at the end of the day, I, I do feel like it should be a charge service if you're interested in getting into the industry, but I do feel like it is crucial. So for example, I charge $1,000 a day for shadowing. 
And that uh, can seem kind of steep for some people, but I think if you look at other things that are involved in the aesthetic industry, it's, it is kind of pricey. Our trainings are more expensive and you want to take trainings probably like once or twice a year, in my opinion, more if you can, so that you can stay on top of learning. But shadowing for, you know, a lot of these big injectors are going to cost you a little bit because you're basically able to take a full view snapshot of what we do on a day-to-day basis while also learning some of the skills that we've learned. But the skills that I have have taken years and years to figure out and to fine tune. So that, in my opinion, should cost something because I'm sharing them and those shouldn't be shared for free. So while I am, and I don't want this to get confused with like, competition or like not wanting people to learn the trade or not wanting to learn the skills. I had a, I had a colleague approach me about this recently. She wanted to shadow me and we used to work together in the hospital and the way she approached it was kind of harsh too. She was like, I'm opening a med spa. So I want to follow you for 30 days at least. And, and I was like, that's great. I would love for you to shadow me. I think that that's very important um, for you to see what it looks like before you dive into something that you don't really know too much about. Uh, It's important for you to do that shadow opportunity. However, my shadowing is $1,000 a day. So I would recommend that you start with one day and then see if you need to come back after that or if you can then move on to training. And she was kind of taken aback. She's like, $1,000 a day. And I was like, yes. And we made like, we had a staring contest because I was like, yes. And then I think she was waiting for me to be like, but for you and there's no, but yes, that is, that is what I charge for shadowing. That's worth my time and energy to do that. And, um, and so I didn't hear from her again, but you know, unfortunately, like I heard that then she was complaining that I, was scared of competition and that's why I was charging her and I wasn't willing to help her. These are two completely different things. I am collaborative. I am not competitive. I think that there are plenty of clients available for as many injectors as we can have because everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own injection style. No two people are going to do things the same. So her starting a business, even if it's right next to me, even if it's in the same office as me, does not threaten my job because her and I are not going to practice the same way. It's never going to be the same. So I just want to make that very clear. Just because I charge does not mean that I'm worried about you taking my skills. It just means that you have to pay to play. If you want to seriously get in this industry, you have to invest money, time, energy, like everything else. So shadow, if you're going to do it, expect to put some investment into it. And injectors, if you were on the fence about shadowing and not sure if you should charge people, yes, I think that you should. That's just my personal opinion, but you could do whatever you feel like is necessary. So for my prospective injectors, to wrap this up, ask the, your, ask yourself the question, why do I want to get into the industry? And then ask yourself, am I creative? 
If you are, move to the next step. Look at injectors that you follow on social media. Ask them if they're willing to shadow. Most of them are going to charge for that. And that's okay. If you're starting a business, this is all tax deductible. These are write-offs that you can do. Do a shadow opportunity. Make sure it's something that you can see yourself doing. Because again, it is dangerous. And as I said I was going to touch on this. This is not like a, you just stick needles in people's face and be done with it. You have to understand the anatomy of somebody's face, like the back of your hand. Because if you don't and you get filler in a place where it shouldn't be, it can cause permanent damage, i.e. irreversible blindness. So it's not just a laissez easy thing. And again, I'm not saying that to scare people. I just want people to take this industry seriously. So look into different training programs. See if you can get by with doing it free of charge by getting into an entry level. And and it takes time to grow your practice. Or you can invest money into doing trainings. I know myself included, I do trainings, private trainings. We also do on-demand trainings. There's different ways for you to go about it. Just do yourself the favor and take the time, invest some time into making sure that you're finding the right program. Um, Once you get past that point, my next advice is to network. Tell everybody that you run into that you're an injector. You just took courses. It doesn't matter if it's the mailman. It doesn't matter if it's a random stranger on the street, although that could be kind of weird. Tell everybody because you never know who you're talking to. And you might tell somebody that you're an injector and that person could be like, oh, wow, I have, you know, somebody that owns a med spa and they're looking for an injector right now. Great. That's an opportunity. Or you may have somebody in church that's like, oh, my gosh, my friend just took a course. You guys should meet up. The more you network with people in the industry, the more your information you're going to get. So that is my next best advice. And then from there. Practice safely. Never do anything that you're not familiar with. Don't be afraid to punt people to other specialists that that do um, areas that you're not comfortable doing. Ask a ton of questions and make sure you continually educate yourself every single year so that you're on top of it. You're making sure that you're providing the safest care possible. So I hope that helps. Um, there's definitely some more information I can give here and, and I may dedicate another episode to talking more about it, but I really think that those are the very first steps that you should take if you're thinking about getting in the industry. So I hope that helps next week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about again. We're getting close to Christmas. And, um, so I, you know, I, again, I hope that you guys, if you're not sure what to get for presents, you just come into the office and get a little gift certificate. Guys, that's a good little hint. Wives, you can just hint, like, go into House and Beauty. We offer, like, several different things that you can do. But I hope that you guys have a good rest of your week. And I appreciate you so much for listening to Sex, Love, and Injectables. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.